Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I am so excited to have on a 23-year-old from Papillion, New England, USA, a staple of the Omaha Lancers, where in 1415 was a first-team All-Star, most goals in the league, and was a 16U champion, a fourth-round WHL pick of the Victoria Royals, and a second-round pick of the Lincoln Stars in the USHL where he went on to run a muck with 18 goals and 41 points his last year. Moving on to the Broncos of Western Michigan, where he is currently on a goal a game pace with 12 and 12, and just buried four in a game against St. Cloud State, and is the first Broncos since 2006 to do so, I believe. And uh, also has helped the Broncos to now seventh in the country. Welcome to the podcast, Ethan Frank. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on, man. And it's nice to meet you. Um, I get into how we know each other. And I guess um, I got up this weekend and was checking the phone and uh, someone tweeted that someone on the Broncos had scored four goals in a game for the first time since 06 when I did it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, but no, I'm, I'm glad to be the one to to get up there with you. And you no, know, it means a lot, especially knowing all the, all the players that have come before me that are in the NHL now and have played pros for years. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, I never played in the NHL, but I do remember after I did it, uh, I had just recently got an agent there my senior year, and uh, he had said, like, uh, not many guys have done this. And I guess he was right because it's been a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, not, 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 a, not often occurrence there. Yeah, so shout out to whoever the guy was that tweeted that. Thanks for letting me know because I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it brought back memories. So uh, how did you do it? How Four goals. How did they go in? I saw you were a righty. So are you at my old spot up top on the PP just taking clap bombs or what? Yeah, at the top of the circle on the on the right side. Are you really? You're in my kind old of workshop. Office. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the first one, it was just kind of three-on-two rush. Um, center lane kicked it out to the right side. And the guy on the right side, my line mate, Cole Gallant, threaded it through I think two or three pairs of skates and I was able to reach for it and catch it and just let it rip I wasn't even looking at the net I just caught it and shot and then the, the second one was kind of another zone entry same guy cold lot pulled up um gave it to the D D one timer from the point and uh just a rebound in front my other line mate Drew Warad took down two St. Cloud guys and as he's falling kicks me the puck back door wide open tap in um, third one is on the power play. Uh, just pass from the point. I just kind of take a step towards the net and found a lane through a stick. Ended up going high glove. And then fourth one, my line mate Drew Warad won a board battle, um, chipped it out to the middle, and I just kind of launched it into the neutral zone and won a foot race and had an empty netter. 
Oh, empty netter. Those are good too. Um, but yeah, that drew war at heat. So you guys obviously are playing together. I had that written down for later on as uh, you need a guy like that playing college to put up some numbers and looks like he can uh, move the puck or what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Honestly, probably like nobody else that I've played with about finding those cross seam lanes and kind of putting pucks in areas that he knows you're going to get to. And what just class really is he? Hockey IQ. Uh, he's a senior. So you, with, I, with yeah, COVID. you're in your fifth year. So what's going on around there? You're in your fifth year. Is that because yeah, of COVID? You get an extra one. Yeah, they did the university. It was up to each university, and um, thankfully Western was was nice enough to offer offer some another year for some of us. And you know, I think we took full advantage of it. And I think there's no looking back and no regrets on it. Well, no, it looks like you're on a hot start. You got 19 points in 12 games. That's hot in college. Um, so keep her up. That's good. Um, okay. So I want to know, where do you live? Where are you right now? <laughs> uh, I'm at uh, 1230 Nola, or not Nola, Lafayette. The big Lafayette? Do you live on Lafayette? Like, by, yeah, you... like if you walk back through the woods, it gets to the arena? Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, In yeah. one of the houses? Yeah, the one, that, the, the one that's like right on the corner it used to be blue. Oh, dear. Um, we had two houses, like, or th- I guess there was three when I first got to school, was it? No, it's two across the road from each other. And then there was another house of people we knew, but they all were right in that area. And it was, it was, it was a ruckus. No, this, this area is chaos on weekends. It's absolutely. <laughs> so it hasn't changed that much then. No, yeah, not at all. Not at all. That's cool. How many guys you got in the house? Uh, it's a six and a half bedroom. There's five of us living here. Oh boy, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it's probably about as college boy house as you can imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. I just had my roommates <laughs> yeah. on. Oh gosh, this is bringing back some memories. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so how many guys came back for a fifth year? Uh, just three of us: me, Josh Basalt, and Paul Washi. We're all forwards. Okay. And so how does that work with like, had they, when did that decision happen? Like, could they have already had recruited other guys and then that changes their decisions or how does that work? I don't get that. They did recruit other guys and they, they already told them they were coming in. Um, did some get so, postponed? No, not that I know of. Um, there might've been a couple, but um, that kind of for obvious reasons, we already have like 33 guys on our roster. We have a big roster this year. So 33. Uh, yeah, no, it's a big roster. We have six full lines of forwards and almost 10 D when we're all fully healed and not injured. And you guys are all in practice all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple guys going through some rehab stuff right now and kind of skating on their own. But yeah, we're all on the ice out there. That'd be a uh, tough because I'm coaching now. And but I'm just thinking for numbers wise, that's going to that's a bit of a challenge to get enough reps for especially your top guys that you want getting enough reps in practice. Like you get that many guys and then you want the guys not playing to get enough reps. And oh, that'd be a lot of guys on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. No, we do a lot of stuff. It's kind of line versus line. And so you kind of do stuff at one end against a different line and then you'll wait in the neutral zone then go to the far end and each line just kind of rotates. And so you're always kind of going but he does he does good with it he drills are quick they're fast paced high intensity probably more reps than you could than you could think but um no yeah i think he does a great job with practices curious question just wondering how many fist fights in practice have you seen in your time at western michigan i've only seen i think two yeah maybe that was like a wednesday for us (laughs) yeah oh yeah it's uh (laughs) 
definitely a little different of a game nowadays. I think I think guys just kind of don't really want to do that. But um, <laughs> the, the battles, the battle intensity is still really good. You know, we're still getting that stuff's fun, that right? Yeah, getting, getting pissed at each other and kind of makes for a good day, intense day. You know, it's a good day on the ice when somebody else is pissed off. I agree. That's how you get better is, yeah. Yeah, definitely pushing each other and making each other mad so you try harder. Get the animosity up. Yeah, Yeah, I like it. Um, So, uh, okay, what are – I got a question, another one. This is just – do you know what beer darts is? Like the the game? Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys play that still? Yeah, every once in a while. We kind of have some different games we rotate through during our little dart. But, yeah, that's still a lot. Like, so, like, sitting in the yard with the beers yeah, in front of you on the grass? Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. oh, man, our teammate brought that to the school when he transferred from Minnesota. <laughs> That's unreal. Yeah, no. Shout out right. to Mo. You, it's still going strong <laughs> at Western Michigan. <laughs> yeah, no, right before training camp, actually, I think one kid had, like, two or three stuck in his leg and foot. Oh, no. Uh, that happened once, too, at our time but um i was a beer dart enthusiast i really excelled at that game like <laughs> yeah i'm better at that than any other sport i'd say <laughs> Real. um okay what are september's like when uh for workout wise i'm just curious um do you guys still run the stairs at the football stadium uh no that actually stopped like my sophomore year because we ended up changing workout locations. We used to work out over at the football stadium, but now we work out at the field house where the basketball arena is at. Oh, do you really? So we'll run stairs there every once in a while. But um, he's Tim's gotten pretty good with different methods and different ways of conditioning. Like, we'll Tim run Herman. laps up the track and, yeah, Tim Herman, and then get on the rowing machine or just do like we used to do a challenge, 100 burpees as fast as you can. Oh God! That was brutal. You get to like thirty, and you just couldn't stand up anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That Tim Herman, he was the strength and conditioning for my wife's soccer team at Western Michigan. Oh, really? <laughs> Mac Chaps back in the day. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So he's your strength and conditioning coach, then? Yeah. Yeah. He does all sports except football, I believe. Oh wow! I'd be busy. Yeah, he's got his hands full. Um. Wow. Okay. That would, yeah. So you guys are in the field house. How long has that been going on? That's in your sophomore year. Yeah. Well, that's a nice facility too, though. eh? Yeah. So no, you're in there with the basketball teams then and what the gymnastics, stuff like that. Yeah, ball gymnastics, the, both the tennis teams work out there. Um, and I think that's six. I'm pretty sure baseball works out still over by the football stadium. When you get to Western Michigan, do you still move into the Burnham's? No, sadly not. Very Shut sadly up. Not. Yeah, that ended last year. Was the last year that that happened. So you moved into the Burnhams. Yeah, personally, I did. But the sophomores and younger guys from that from then on don't get to experience that anymore. What do they experience? Oh, brand new, brand new stuff. The whole building's just put up like two years ago. Like it's all brand new, swanky. Yeah bunch of punks oh. air conditioning in the summer and yeah. stop it yeah that wouldn't be nearly as fun these privileged kids nowadays seriously but the burnhams were a blast eh? did you have oh, fun they, there i actually didn't even live there my first semester of college i hated it so much oh stop I lived, it i shared a room with wade allison my freshman first semester freshman year we won a game on a tuesday had a big party coach found out 
kicked me out, made me move into the Burnhams, and then I had some fun. But yeah, no, it was, I don't know what was wrong with it at the start, but I wanted nothing to do with it. And I ended up having a lot of fun there. Yeah, no, interesting spot when they get all the athletes in one building. Yeah, so, definitely. Where there's co-ed athletes at different ends of the building, there could be a lot yeah. of, a lot of, uh, <clears throat> activity, <laughs> activity. Right at the other end of the hallway. Yeah, they're just right, down, there's just a door in between, right? Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, that's where I met my wife. Shout out to you, honey. Oh, Way to go over <laughs> almost to 100 episodes in like 10 months. Thank you for supporting the pod, honey. <laughs> uh, okay. How about the bar Waldo's? Is that still by the football stadium? It is, and it is still alive. With like, do it's they still, still have alive. the cheap pitchers? Oh, like, yeah, they sure really? do. Yeah, they sure do. Some things just never die around there. That's no, great they don't. Hear. Some things should never die like that. That's wow, what stay alive all the time. The tap room should have never died, and that yeah. did while I was there. And man, I'm sure you don't even know about it, but what a spot. No, yeah, that was when hockey was hockey. But yeah. <laughs> okay, what else do I got here? Firehouse still there? No. Oh, like the casino? What? No. Yeah, then no, probably not. <laughs> okay. All right. So then we'll get into this. Okay. Um, I'll ask you more about other stuff, but do you got an agent now that you got a four goal game and you got uh, go- 12 goals in 12 games? Yeah, I've, I've had an advisor for, for a couple of years. Sorry, now. not an agent, an advisor. Yeah, not an agent yet. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's a great guy. He does a lot of stuff. They have some big names in their, in their company. And so, yeah, I'm happy to be with who I am. That's good because I I waited too long when I was in college. I didn't get one until like after my junior year when I had like a big year and then finally pulled the trigger. It was way too late, but moving on. Um, Okay. So growing up in Papillion, New England, or did you grow up in Omaha? Um, So I was born in Denver and I lived there until I was about seven or eight. And then I moved to Omaha, Nebraska when I was um, probably nine. What's this papillion thing that the research team uh, found? Suburb of Omaha. Kind of like Omaha. Lives. Okay, but you were born in Denver. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, so you grew up, though, playing minor hockey in Omaha? Uh, yeah. So then would that be around the rink that, like, I would have played Nebraska, Omaha in? Um, it was close to it. The one that you played him in is downtown a little bit, um, probably like 10 minutes from each other. Not that far, but yeah, pretty close. Okay. So what's minor hockey like around there? Like, is that, like you got to travel a lot because there, there can't be that much competition in that area of the world. Eh? Yeah, not at all. I think, I think we, in the three years I played U16, there was maybe three or four weekends total at home. But every weekend we were in Chicago, we were in Minnesota, we were in Michigan. We were, yeah, it was at least an eight and a half, nine hour drive, no matter what, to play a decent team. Couldn't have been cheap for the parents, eh? (laughs) Oh, not at all. Oh, not at all. I feel so bad. I made my parents go through that for three years. Yeah, no, uh, I'm just seeing what's out there in the minor hockey world. There's some pretty banana stuff going on. Yeah, oh yeah. All right, now I want to – this because you sent me the pictures for the poster that Lee in Cardiff makes for me. Thanks, buddy. Um, but uh, you sent me a picture of you playing roller hockey. I did, yeah. I, I'm an arch champion, just to let you know. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to uh, just shout out to the Lonnie Kai. Do you know where that is? Fort Myers, Florida. 
No, I did not. Astera, Florida. Yeah. Um, we were NARCH champions while I played at Western Michigan. We had four, what was it? Four Broncos went down and we had four buddies of theirs from Brantford that had played roller growing up. And we all made a team while we were at Western Michigan and we won NARCH and what a party. <laughs> that is unreal. I wish some of the guys would do that here. Guys can skate good enough on wheels, but. We yeah, had guys no. that had never played. We had one guy that oh, had really? never played stretch. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. He, he got through it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's kind of funny to watch guys that never skate on wheels before try and get out there and <laughs> try to stop fly around. Yeah. T- stopping and turning is always hilarious. Sorry. Go ahead. So how'd you get into roller? Uh, my dad, I was born with my dad owning two roller skating rinks in Denver. That's and good. so, yeah, it was pretty easy. I'm pretty sure I was skating in like 17, 18 months. So it was, it was right away. He got me out there and my first game was at three. Um, and I played roller and still do and didn't start ice until I was like 10 or 11. Is that right? You never played ice at all till you're 10 or 11. Yeah. I wanted nothing, nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. And then one kid came in for the rec league. I was playing in for roller and, convince my parents and me to try ice and turns out i love it and i'm having a blast with it holy moly well that's a cool story i never know what i'm gonna hear in the chat that that's cool that that's how you get into it and now look at where you're at yeah no right (laughs) that's uh yeah no like for me uh back when hockey was like literally there was gigantic guys and uh like when i was a late grower i guess i was really little until how do it be even bantam i was tiny like roller to play in the summer when it was like no contact and there weren't guys trying to kill you and you could just focus on your skill and make them plays it was for me it may it was huge for development Mm -hmm. no yeah it helps a lot a lot of people think that roller is going to ruin your ice game because there's not so much skating you're just floating around out there but no yeah i think for vision and your own personal skill set it's an unbelievable thing to do yeah all the two-on-ones that happen throughout the game and like yeah yeah, with no offsides or icing, you really get to spread the floor out and kind of, yeah, take your pick on what happens. Toy with guys, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. A lot more control over the game and your opponent. Than- oh, yeah. Yeah, you get a lead in this tournament, the short period, yeah. and just toy with them. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, just pass uh, it around. <laughs> uh, so you still doing that? Yeah, yeah. Every uh, every summer I'll play in at least a tournament or two at the Tour Mudcats. Um, we'll go to like tours and state wars. I haven't been to Narch in probably 10 years. Last time I was at Narch, I broke my arm. Oh dear. Um, but no, I've always wanted to go back. I love those tournaments and I don't ever want to not play in one. No, I hear you. And like, I, I, it's so much fun. And now I'm like coach minor hockey and we're going to go to a tournament two weekends. And like, I can't wait. We were just yeah. at one a month ago and won it. And it was like the best time ever. And like, now it's yeah. like, I can't wait to get back and like try and win again, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Even if it's you 11. That's right. A win's a win. <laughs> a win's a win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So then uh, I guess, how do you get out of Omaha? How do you get noticed? Uh, so in Omaha, our coach, my U16 coach played in the NHL for uh, quite some time and a couple of different teams. And so he had some pretty good connections, but um, there's two USHL teams within 40 minutes of each other in Nebraska. One's in Omaha, one's in Lincoln. And I ended up getting drafted by the team from Lincoln. I thought it was good. I get to move out, live with a Billa family, but still close enough to home where if I needed anything, I can just buzz home for the day and grab it. 
um, kind of got me ready for Western, but I was definitely still slapped in the face with reality when I got here. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, uh, the USHL, that league, when I first went to college, I, it's nothing like it is now. I looked at your roster, the research team did, and you guys had a Czech, a Finn, a Swede, and all the guys were from all over the USA. Eh? Yeah. yeah, the guys in Lincoln definitely like to get almost not American players. They wanted guys from outside the country because whatever reason that was. But yeah, no, there's a lot. It was kind of cool too to see how different they were from all being from kind of Europe, but way places. Um, for me, actually, now that I think of it is I had never been around European guys until I guess after Western Michigan. Um, my first time, I guess, really being around Americans was getting to Western Michigan. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you don't meet Europeans until pro. And then uh, now they just, yeah, you realize what it's like. But, yeah, I guess you would have just been meeting them. Yeah, no, it's crazy how young that those kids will come over to a different country and live with somebody random and yeah. play hockey. Yeah, Crazy. man, I, I talked to the British guys because that's where I finished up. And uh, uh -huh. that's where most of the listeners of this is. And um, like they'll leave at like less than Bantam, man, because they know they have to. They score 20 goals a game. <laughs> yeah, it'll only be so easy for so long. Yeah. Um, OK, so then how did you choose from the WHL or the USHL? Because you were drafted to both. Yeah, um, I think more just longevity me wanting to play as long as possible i think it would have been unreal to sign a quote-unquote professional contract to 14 and go play in the whl and kind of experience a little bit of pro hockey at that age but um yeah no i would have been i probably would have been done playing like two three years ago if i went to the dub and so i think just longevity get an get an education out of it kind of go to college experience that um had lots of talks with my parents about it and what they thought would be good and what I wanted to do. And then ended up being college. So I made the same decision. Um, I was drafted the OHL and I, that's the best decision I ever made was to go to Western. I loved my four years. There's the best time ever. Best yeah. days I still have nowadays, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Especially now with like the phones and stuff, how many memories I have, like on my phone, it's just crazy. Ah, oh, man, I'm glad we didn't have phones when I was there. This <laughs> rest of the stuff that went on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, as long as everybody's smart with their phones and, <laughs> yeah, like, only, you know, <laughs> only record the right stuff. Yeah, yeah, put people in good positions, folks. <laughs> um, so, how many people on a USHL team are getting scholarships then? Um, Honestly, probably anywhere from probably four to eight, nine, maybe even ten. Okay, I thought it was more than but that. If I had to guess, I don't know. I'm I'm sure a lot of guys end up getting one, but like on an on any average team, you go look at any average roster right now. I'm sure there's four to ten guys that leave each year, or what? Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, um, but anyways, the you're situation there though you were just a roller hockey player and then all of a sudden you're in like the best i guess whatever it is junior league in the usa in like a few years yeah yeah it was it was quite a transition going from from roller to ice but i think once i got everything down i just used each respective sport to help out the other in the best way i could wow, that's pretty impressive that you made that switch that quick interested to see you play roller hockey now <laughs> yeah well, yeah. 
Um, actually, some of the boys were talking about how we should get into like the over 40, but I don't think there, <laughs> once we got to that age, I'm like, man, there's no way my knees could take it. Or I think there's an over 35. <laughs> yeah. Haven't done anything in 10 years. Oh, I would be pulling things and things would be <laughs> snapping. <laughs> um, so how did you choose Western Michigan? What other schools um, were in the mix? I had only, I hadn't received any offers when Western offered me. I had gone on to a visit to Minnesota and North Dakota, which were both really cool schools that probably would have been unreal to play at. Um, but no, Western was the only school to offer me. And just knowing that they were in the NCHC and that they played against Omaha all the time, I honestly thought it would have been cool kind of being like the bad guy when I go back home to Omaha. And I honestly think everybody hates me. That goes to UNO because they know I'm from Omaha and didn't choose to go there. It's kind of fun, um, actually, yeah. Yeah, no, all friends and family love it. You know, it's great. I always love playing out there. You usually get 30, 40 people to come watch. It means a lot. You know, it doesn't happen happen all the time where a situation works out like that. People get to see you play, but. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I played at Western Michigan, nobody around here is going to see a play. Um, no, that is cool. And like, realistically, there's probably not many guys from uh, Omaha that have made NCAA or what? Yeah, no, there's only only th three of them, including myself, that I can think of off the top of my head, maybe four. Um, but yeah, no, not a lot of not a lot of hockey skill and talent comes out of Omaha. Well, there's just not much history of hockey around there, is there? Yeah, no, not at all. And it's 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 been growing the past couple of years, but obviously nothing like the big city, Chicago, Minnesota, Michigan, stuff like that. Yeah, no, I hear you. Okay, so then uh, did you go on a recruiting trip to Western Michigan? I didn't, sadly, no. Uh, I, was, I was curious what they're like uh, nowadays. If Because I was the host. Like, once I was there, I was the guy that got to take the guys out. And oh, I'd, I'd always know how bad they wanted the kid based on the budget and the, my direction for the night. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, no, they still, they still do that with some kids. You know, there's there's definitely the kids that get, get away from their parents for the night. And they're like, hey, like, go show this kid a good time. Like, we want him to play here. And that's pretty much all they say. And we go out and do whatever the kid wants to do and treat him and have him a night. And hopefully they, he ends up coming here. Yeah. You just put your best foot forward, right. And tell them yeah. how oh, yeah. great of a time you're having and show them. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah. You can only include them and make them experience it. Otherwise they won't know. Exactly. Um, yeah. That was what was great about the tap room too. Is just, uh, you, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. So I can say that you can take a yeah. 17 year old right in there and show them, <laughs> show them everything. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a couple bars that like us around here, which is nice. Cause when that does happen, we can just be like, Hey, we got this young kid recruit in like, we're obviously watching over him. He's not going to be a wreck. We... Oh, I think you just froze on me. Anyways, I know exactly what you mean by they won't be a wreck and like you'll take care of them because you you know yeah. like they're give, they're they're doing something nice for you. You'd be nice to them. And by like having like a bar and establishment yeah. oh, at yeah. Western Michigan that um, likes the hockey team and you guys have a good relationship and you're and nobody on the team messes with it and everybody behaves like it changes your college life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, it helps you out skipping lines and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Free nice drinks way. or whatever it may be. Um yeah, skipping lines, man. I 
kind I was from Elmira, Ontario. I had never waited in a line to go into a bar in my life. And then I got there and some of the places there'd be 40, 50 people. And you're like, this could take oh, yeah. hours. Yeah. And it does take hours if you sit there and wait. Yeah. I don't have that in me. Um, that's why you need those establishments. So thanks for the support <laughs> of the Broncos. <laughs> Every All the establishments <laughs> over the years that have helped us be the team we are yeah uh, but you guys are doing really well hey eh? let's talk about that you guys are hot now, yeah, you know no, what it makes me yeah. think is all the potential i always knew western michigan had the where they were when i signed with them they were like top 10 in the country and i thought that's what i was going to and i saw the potential in the school i saw the facilities i saw everything that's there and like they have everything you need to win in college right Oh yeah, definitely. Especially now, I'm sure it's different than when you were here. But they have literally everything you need. Like we have a, I have a cook from a local restaurant that comes in and cooks us breakfast every morning. Stop like it. we get we get treated really well and go out to like at the rink. Yeah, it comes into the rink every morning and makes you breakfast. Yeah, whatever you want, as many eggs, whatever kind of eggs, whatever you want in your eggs. He brings half you brown. Shut bacon. your filthy mouth when you're talking <laughs> to me. <laughs> Oh, that's upsetting. I didn't get that. I thought it was cool. We'd get lunch at like uh, McGinnis Landing, I think it was called, or McGinnis something. Um, so you got Carabas, you said? Yeah, yeah. Thursday nights before home games, we have six o'clock team meal at Carabas now. Things haven't changed that much. We used to go down to the Burdicks downtown there. They had some oh, uh, yeah. breadsticks filled with cheese inside oh, the yeah. breadstick. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. some good stuff to dip it yeah, in. Yeah. I like- they got some good food. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you guys are hot though. I don't know. I got into food. I don't know. I got yeah. into food again. Sorry. Um, you guys are hot though. <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's just been a good start. You know, I don't think that we're worried about rankings or who's better than who or where we're gonna end up in four or five months. I just think that we're taking it one game at a time and just kind of trusting each other with our abilities and knowing that we can do some damage if we can have some consistent gameplay and be a physical, hard-nosed, miserable team to play against. So is that what type of team you are? You guys have some bigger guys that are playing tough or like what are you, what kind of team are you? I think I think not so much like go out there and blowing guys up, but I just think taking time and space away from the other team and not giving them opportunities to carry the puck and just getting man separated from puck, whether that's a big hit or just a little nudge. And I work uh, I Oh, yeah, and I think I think we're a fast team, so it helps out a lot transitioning. Um, but yeah, oh, there's still every once in a while you'll get a D-man step up, center ice, just blow somebody up. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about uh, I saw the, the you got that one line mate that's hot as well. Um, he's getting a lot of apples with you. Um, I'm Paul Shahura, shout out to you, Chewy. He did that for me when I was in college, scoring all my goals. <laughs> he was the assist guy. Um, but um, there's another guy, D-man, Ronnie Attard. Is he a bit of a horse or what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That guy's an absolute horse for sure. He's like 6'4", like 220. Um, he's a defensive – he's a forward playing D pretty much. He uh, is really good in the offensive zone. Like he's going to create chances to score every time he's on the ice. And he's big, um, isn't and- he? Yeah, oh yeah, D-Zone, there's just no getting around him every day. Battles and practice, you, you just can't do anything. He's right up in your face. He's got a big reach. He's strong as hell. It's almost impossible. 
Well, that's good that you get to play against a guy like that in practice, so it gets you ready for when you get to yeah. pro. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. It definitely pushes a lot of guys, especially younger guys, too, to show, like, you think you kind of made it now. Like, you have so much farther to go. It's not even funny. Yeah, and I remember those D-men in college, man. A D-man in college that's better than everybody else, like, can change the whole game the way yeah. they can play. It's huge having his dynamic to our lineup. Yeah. So anyways, I don't think in my time, I think when I was, I don't know if we were ever ranked, but that's really cool. When I, we, we see that like the guys, my class and all the older boys, and I guess everybody, all the alumni, it's cool that you guys are doing that. And for me, it warms my heart that like you had like Western Michigan's finally where I always pictured it. And I always wanted to be like that when we were there, like I gave everything I had, but sure didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a lot of skill on our team for sure. And I just think that once you put that and you get the right mix of hard work, it, it can make any team dangerous. Yeah. So uh, I got a question. What do you guys do in September when you show up? Um, do you guys have to still practice without blades on your sticks like we did? Uh, we do not do that. Have I, I never did that in uh, my five years here. Thankfully, that sounds absolutely terrible. Oh, yeah, no, you play. I don't know if you know what a ringette stick is, but yeah, like you cut off blade. Um, yeah. Apparently, if the coaches are on the ice in September, you have to cut off your blades and then you can practice. <laughs> and so we just skated oh, for the whole month. That's terrible. Yeah, no, they changed that rule. The coaches aren't even allowed on the ice until a certain date. And then it's just normal practices. They aren't Set allowed up. on the ice. That was the same rule, but our coaches chose that they had to be on the ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. They even cut it down to like certain hours a week and stuff like that. So it's. Oh, so they're, oh, that sounds lovely. Cause man, some of the runs we do, I bet you we, that we would have burnt a lot of the hours for the whole week. <laughs> I can especially back then to a couple of, couple of years ago, they just run you to death. Oh, especially once you got put out in the playoffs, it was almost like, like the seniors that knew they didn't have to do it. And like, they, they would just, be off and that like the guys that all knew that we had to show back up at the rink in a week or two and it was mm -hmm. just gonna be hell it was gonna be miserable for like two months like not be able to walk around campus like like yeah. because you've ran so far that you literally can't move but um yeah, yeah that's what it was like <laughs> not yeah, like that. no we definitely don't do a lot of running like that anymore we still do a decent amount but no a lot of it's more just on ice getting in shape on it. <laughs> sound yeah no, makes sense i like it okay that's good <laughs> um so how have your other seasons gone um because now this is your fifth but obviously one would have been shut down last one right yeah, so what, yeah. how were the other years were you guys good yeah they've been pretty good um my freshman year i think we cracked the top 20 sophomore year we probably went top 15 um then junior year probably about the same and then last year wasn't great. We didn't have a hard, hot start in the pod, kind of got behind early and didn't really climb our way back up. Um, but we ended up playing playing some pretty good hockey at the end of the year. Um, I think I think that this is probably the best team that I've been on since I've been here for sure. Um, and is this the first year with new coach? Yep, this is. Okay, so you had Andy Murray until now, right? Good. How was that? Uh, it was... Is it different? Probably, probably with everybody here. I mean, he changed pretty drastically from year to year um, as he kind of got towards the end of his coaching career. Uh, but it was 
just crazy when I first got here and met that guy and how he was on the ice and stuff. It was a call. I didn't know that that's what I was walking into, but um, no, he still taught me some good things and kind of paved a good way of how I should kind of treat hockey if I want to move on. And I think he made some good points, but he was also probably the craziest coach, most micromanager life uh, I've ever seen. And it wasn't bad. Like we were all, kind of like military style, like short hair, everybody's wearing the same clothes. You're like basically just a piece of meat with a number on your back. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they actually told us that I think my sophomore year, one of the coaches told us that we were just pieces of meat with numbers on our back and they could get rid of us and bring in whoever else was going to play hard. And yeah, that was a big wake up call too. Um, well, that's, I guess like what pro is in most places, but I don't yeah. like that. Um, I don't like the, the NCAA, that the one part I didn't enjoy about it is like it was basically like a four-year deal, and you could you didn't know what you're walking into. Like <laughs> I didn't know what the training was gonna be like, and I know I didn't know how to work out yet, but I know it was excessive. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, when I first got here, it was excessive too, and you could kind of tell. And it's it's lightened up, and the methods have changed over the years, and kind of more working towards hockey specific stuff and not just doing it just to do it just to get stronger just to get whatever but yeah no it's changed quite a bit and it's pretty it's pretty good now I think they they kind of know where the line is at on what's too much and what's not enough well it's always good like because I think the guy you have now it's it's first right first Schweiler yeah. um, mm-hmm. like he's been through it all he's seen it I think he knows what works and like I think the coaches the way they are now are figuring out like what everybody always wanted like what like I always wanted is like to be treated fair and like for things to yeah. make sense and um and to to know your coach has your back and like that um like you're like a family right like that you're the team's brothers you know but like the coach has got your back and like I don't know that's how I would I I would want to coach and that's how I try to coach my my little guys you know yeah oh definitely I think he's done a great job at doing everything that you just explained I think like he jokes around with us in the locker room and on the ice like you miss a pass he's like fucking handle it like fucking figure it out like joking around with you kind of then if it got serious and like you actually you guys were taking it too far then he's gonna actually show you he's still the boss right yeah oh yeah definitely and i think i think we all have enough respect for him where we know not even to go near that line and just kind of figure it out on our own and i think that's good especially on the younger guys that kind of mature a little quicker that way if you're kind of on your own and he's just expecting the best out of you every day, whether you're doing good or not, like he's expecting the best and we're having fun doing it. Cause we're D one athletes. Why are you not having fun? Well, and that's like, uh, it's, you know, it's, it sounds like it's exactly how it should be. And I, mm-hmm. I wish, I wish the hockey side of things, the practices for me were more fun when I was at Western Michigan. Cause there were times where it was, there were times when we were winning and when you're going to school at Western Michigan and your team's winning, it can be as fun as life can get. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You guys must be having a time. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fun being here, especially right now, especially after how last year was with COVID, kind of everything going back to a little normalcy is, is really nice. It, yeah, for sure. And you're living on Lafayette Street. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here's a curious question. You, is bowling still a thing? You guys probably not with COVID, but bowling was hot for us. Wednesdays and Thursdays, $5 all you can bowl or $1 mm-hmm. games. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, we've gone, we, we usually do that like over the summer, um, we kind of find some other things to do during the season, but yeah, over the summer, it's still pretty big on Wednesdays. They still got some pretty good deals. Okay. That sounds great. Cause I love those nights too. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you guys still are doing a lot of the same things we are. That really warms my heart. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Tradition carries on. Um, okay. Well, who do you guys play this weekend? Uh, we go to St. Lawrence. We leave tomorrow. Oh, the skating saints. I think they're called. Mm-hmm. I've never ever played there. I watched yeah, a game there once. Yeah. So are they good? Are they supposed to be good or don't matter? You guys are just playing each game. I was just saying, yeah, no, I, I don't even know what their ranking is or where they're at in their own conference. I think we're just trying to look at every team like we're playing the number one team in the country. Cause if you don't look at it like that, you're going to get stomped sooner or later. So are you a centerman? Uh, I'm a left wing left wing that shoots right mm-hmm. so you like take uh like half snapper one timers over there or what are you doing yeah pretty much i don't definitely You're not don't rotate find a lot the of... full hips around and taking the big clap bomb or what yeah honestly sometimes yeah no it's uh it's definitely more difficult to get a shot off but no i think it's i think it's good it kind of works on that side of the ice if you're a right wing you're never really over there unless you're in the zone or doing whatever but I think it's good because I've played all three positions, forward, center, and right wing, or left wing, center, right wing, since I've been here. And so I think it's definitely developed a lot. Well, it's going to be fun. Uh, not, thanks for doing this. And now, you know, I get to know a younger buck on the Broncos. And, you know, yeah. who knows where this could go? Because uh, it's bringing everybody together. I have my class on. I have guys older than me on, younger than me at, with the Broncos. And, like, you know, bringing people together, folks. Now, when I see you go pro, I'm going to know who you are and where yeah, you're going, you know? That's right. And if you ever want to get to Europe, let me know. I know some people. Oh, yeah. I might give you a call. Yeah, someday. Well, yeah, let's see where you're going to end up here if you stay hot like this with Drew Warad. Yep. There you go. What's he? What type of player is he? He's, let me get, no. How tall is he? Uh, Six foot. Six one, maybe. Is he the centerman or the winger? Centerman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. Right shoots what? Right? Yeah, shoots right. Yeah, so he's always see it. It's natural for him to slip it over your way all the time. Yeah, eh? sure is. Yeah, when you if you were if you're a left uh, winger and you're playing with a lefty, his natural is always to go to the right side. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works out for you. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, definitely in my favor. Thankfully. <laughs> um, well, I'm trying to think if I got anything else for you. Um, Brian Bauer still around there? Yeah, he sure is. Is he really? Yeah. In what capacity does is he still he's not he's not wrapping ice bags on guys after runs anymore, is he? No, I mean he he still does sometimes. He does most of his stuff at the field house, so he kind of just overlooks everything. Um he'll come to our games with like the rest of the team positions and stuff, but yeah, we don't we don't see him a whole lot, but yeah, no, he's still taking care of things. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll tell him I say hi if you see him. I will, yeah. I haven't talked to him in over a decade, I bet. Um, okay. Last question then. Do you guys still do team trips like at the start of the season? We do not. No, I didn't, didn't know that was a thing here. I was not informed of one of those trips. Really? Some there's classes somewhere along the way that dropped the ball then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Some, some classes will do like a class trip at the end of the season, maybe like their senior year. Um, 
but yeah, no, other than that, no, that's not really a thing. Some guys, some guys went on spring break this year together, but it wasn't like a team thing. Yeah, that's no, this was, uh, I, I don't know when it started, but it was definitely before I got there. But so the senior class would plan literally a full team trip um, to help the freshies get to know everybody else. Right. So when yeah. you're a senior, it's you've, you've had, you know, four years to prepare for this, but it's your yeah. turn to plan the trip. And like yeah. there were classes we'd really care about, you know, the trip we put together. And uh, mm-hmm. the one I went on as a freshman was incredible tubing down a river with a keg with rafts and tubes. Oh, nice. And then, uh, then we took the boys camping our senior year. I was just curious if you still do that. No. Yeah, no, sadly not. I think we might have to bring that back though. Yeah, well, you'd have to have coaches buy-in, you know. It was, it's like, yeah, because oh, they yeah, gotta I'm... give you, they gotta give you, like, usually what we do is work out the Saturday morning. I think it was, and then you'd take off for the rest of Saturday and have a night somewhere. I think it was. We yeah. might have two nights actually. Okay, yeah, you might as well stretch well, if it out. Getting all the way there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess. Do you have anything else for me before we shut her down? I know college students are busy. Yeah, I mean, I do not, unless there's anything you wanted to hear. Um, no, oh, yeah, no, I think I tried to keep it as clean as possible when it came to the college life side of being a Western hockey player. Yeah, no, and I you know, I don't want anybody getting in trouble for coming on into my yeah, shed no. and talking about what you're doing. <laughs> but, like, no, it sounds like you guys are having fun being hockey players and still enjoying Western Michigan, and that's what you should do. And, like, what a place to get to live and what a place to get to go to school. And now that you guys are – good at hockey and you're on a heater and the team's in seventh in the country like may as well just live it up right yeah no yeah just keep doing what we're doing it's not broke don't change it don't fix it just keep living your day how you're living your day yeah and go to work and uh work hard and uh you know get the animosity up if someone's not working yeah. hard right oh yeah absolutely get in their grill a little bit <laughs> well it'll be great to see how you fellas uh finish off and uh good luck and congrats on the four goals in a game awesome thank you very much i appreciate it glad to be there with you oh yeah yeah i forgot but yeah anyways this has been another episode of two ales and hockey tales with frankie and wally some people clap on a one and three some people clap on a two and four some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm and that's all right some people they drink too much some people don't drink enough some people are just like me i hope y'all forgive them i'm like sky i'm a girl.